0: You're listening to episode 51 on Abundant After Abortion, if you made a mistake. Hey girlfriend, welcome to Abundant After Abortion. I am your host, Katie Chavez, and this is the podcast where I help you create an abundant life after abortion through teaching you various coaching tools sharing my own discoveries and experience of life after abortion, as well as interview others who have valuable insights to share. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hey, hey, new setup, apparently. (laughs) Spotify for podcasters is the platform that I record my episodes and everything. And they were like, oh, you need to use this place now to record. So that's what we're doing. Riverside? I don't know. I'm just here recording episode 51 in case you made a mistake. (laughs) We're going to see how this goes. Actual recording is higher quality. Okay, great. All right. I think we're rocking and rolling. Episode 51, if you made... A mistake. Okay, if you haven't caught on by now, <laughs> I am a faith-based person, so I talk about God, I talk about Scripture, I talk about the Bible, and that's just me. So if that's not you, maybe you don't care to listen to my podcast. I don't know. You you can be here, but I'm going to talk about God. And I'm going to talk about the Bible. And if that's not you, that's fine. You could still be here. I love you. Yeah. Listen in. So, okay. Um, because what I see, hear, read from ladies are that they are ridden with feelings of guilt at the need to end their pregnancy. And so I talk about God and the Bible as it pertains to us and our abortions. I love it. So I see, hear, read like day in, day out, just in the circles I'm in. 99% of the time, it's ladies. I mean, I guess if you're not sad or overcome with negative emotions or depression or anything like that, remorse, guilt after your abortion, maybe you're not vocal about it. It could just be there's not a lot of people like on that side being vocal and maybe it's more just the people who are suffering emotionally after their abortion. Maybe those are the more vocal people and that's why I'm seeing this most of the time predominantly. Uh, They're just expressing their thoughts and feelings, which are not great after going through their abortion experience so I want to talk about issues, subjects, topics that will address those things and help. I want to help relieve the pain, help you heal, um, offer you direction. And that's what we're going to do today. Mm -hmm. So I thought I needed to end my pregnancy. I thought I had to, Like, I don't have a choice or this is the choice I need to make. This is the best decision. Like, I have to do this. That's how I felt. And despite your circumstances, the reasons you felt you needed to, like, the fact is we're here today because we did. Like, I don't care. We did it. doesn't matter how peachy or wonderful or lovely our reasons were. The fact is we did it. That's why we're here we have had the abortion. Like I look back, okay. I look back at my reasons and I'm like, dude, what an idiot, Katie. (laughs) Looking back, I'm like, oh my literal gosh. So yeah, we're, we're in different boats, but the same boat We're we might have different reasons for why we chose, but here we are in the same boat, different boats, same boat. What's done is done. What matters is that you're here now. And I'm, I am speaking to women who are wrestling with your feelings after abortion. So I'm guessing that's why you're here. You're wrestling with your choice after the fact. Maybe you're feeling horrible because of it. Guilty, loss, regret. What if I wish thinking, 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 the list goes on. Thinking so much. (sighs) about your decision and the past and your reasons. And, but what's done is done and you're here now because you have these feelings after the fact. And it's affecting your life. You can't sleep. You're stressed out the roof, irritable, angry, confused. It is having a negative impact on your life. You might be like, why the heck can't I get what I want? Or why is everything so hard in my life? Maybe you're confused. Why is nothing right for me? What is happening? so i talk about this in my webinar i hosted last year and i'm going to be bringing it back in my webinar i explain how god already knew here we go here we go with god he already knew one day you would make this choice but you didn't he did you didn't you didn't know No one ever grows up thinking, one day I'm going to be a drug addict. One day I'm going to get a divorce. I can't wait. One day I'm going to end my pregnancy. Yippee. Like, we don't plan these things. We don't anticipate and look forward or choose, like, in advance to do these things. (coughs) We don't know what our future holds, but God does. God always knew. He had every day of your life ordained. like in existence before you ever came to be, before you ever breathed your first breath. He knew your whole entire life start to finish. And he still had a plan in place for you. So here we are, like, just living our lives one day at a time. And one thing leads to another. Things get darker. What have you? Like, we go through these things in our lives. Heartbreak, loss, hardship, trauma, trials, tribulations, you name it. But God always had a plan for you. In my webinar, I mentioned Jeremiah 29 11. I have plans to give you a hope and a future, plans to prosper you. Like that was said long ago, but they apply to you and me, despite what we've done and our future choices praise God. And I wanted to share a really good example that I just learned about, heard about, knew about, but re, I don't know, re-consumed. And it's about David, King David in the Bible, you know, the one who wrote Psalms, King David. So God chose David, anointed him to be king when he was just a wee tiny boy. He was a little boy and, uh, He was anointed to be king one day. God had great plans for David he was going to slay Goliath. He was going to rule over Israel. He would be one of God's mighty warriors in battle. Like he was going to do all these things. Even be in the lineage of Jesus. Wow. David, King David, God chose David and said, he's a man after my own heart. In Acts chapter 13, 22, you can read God himself testifies and says, I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. Isn't that interesting? Because (laughs) do you know what he did? God testifies and says, David, son of Jesse, man after my own heart, he will do everything I want him to do. What did David do? Yep, he ruled, he reigned, he slayed Goliath, he did all these things. But you and I both know he made a mistake. He made a big, grave mistake. And what else did he do? Not only did he make a mistake, but he made it worse. Burn. (sighs) David, after God had protected him from King Saul, the current king, until David stepped in as the new king, God protected him from Saul for years. David was running and hiding and like evading Saul's spear and his sword. Uh, Saul was trying to kill David until David became king and fought many battles. Then he sees Bathsheba. So David does all these good things. He's anointed by God to be king, to rule and to reign. We get it. He's a great guy. He's in the Bible. He wrote Psalms. And then he sees Bathsheba. And, uh, the, like, this wasn't a whoopsie. I see this stranger on the roof a couple houses down from mine. Uh, it's likely he knew who she was and it wasn't an accident. Like, oh, whoops, I saw that. Am I thinking what, am I seeing what I think I'm seeing? Like, no. He knew who she was. He knew her father, her grandfather. And so he sent for her. We know the story. He had sex with her. And then she got pregnant. Long story short. This was like planned out for her to be brought to David to the the palace. I was going to say temple. I think it was the palace. (laughs) Not the temple. That would be really bad. (laughs) And then Bathsheba gets pregnant. And then what does David do? He tries to cover his tracks. So I was listening to this and, uh, I was like, this sounds familiar. This is ringing a lot of bells here. (sighs) Um. I made a mistake and it wasn't an accident. I knew what I was doing with full intention, consent. I slept with a guy who was married to another woman. I was the adultery in this case. And when I got pregnant, I hid my tracks. I tried anyway. So I made a mistake and then I made it worse. And then I lied. I was lying left and right. (sighs) So, okay, we're going to pause here in case I just want to address in the case that you do not think a pregnancy is a person in case you're like yeah i was pregnant but it was just cells it wasn't a baby or it was so early on i had a chemical abortion and so i just like eliminated a couple cells that were growing inside of me it wasn't a baby yet okay i just terminated my pregnancies so even if you're in that camp maybe i am in that camp my pregnancy was so early on it was just like a little bit of something that i eliminated and i but i still lied about it i still knew what i was doing and walked that out with intention i like i okay <laughs> i wasn't like you you're married let's go sleep together but one thing led to another and i walked into that situation and I knew I, yeah. So I was still having sex with a married guy. God knew what I would do one day. He knew that I would say yes to this person, that I would give myself to this person, that I would fall head over heels and give my heart and soul to this person. God knew I would do that. Um, and he loves us because because of his love, he doesn't make us robots and rescue us from these situations. He didn't prevent me from going into this situation. I have free will and I made a choice because God doesn't make robots. (laughs) He doesn't force us to choose him or love him or only obey him. We do whatever the heck we want, even though it breaks his heart. That's why he made a way so God knew what I would do. And out of fear, I had an abortion. So I really just remember what a recent friend of mine was sharing. We were talking one day and she has worked in a psychiatric office for like 20 years. She was just saying like she would see patients come in, get diagnosed, receive a treatment of some sort, leave, and then come back over and over again. Like they would come back because their meds stopped working or they needed to adjust something about their treatment or try something else altogether. Like it never lasted or fixed the problem. They would maybe be gone for six months, a year, a couple weeks, and then they'd be back because the treatments were only putting a band aid over the symptoms, but not solving the problem. Hmm. And my friend was saying only one person, capital P, <laughs> can heal the pain. Only one person, capital P, can solve the root of the problem. Until that happens, we're just relieving symptoms. We're not fixing anything. Does that make sense? We need to address the real issue. And we might be running, hiding, avoiding episode 48. I'm going to mention in a little bit. is entitled Have I Been Duped? We might be duping ourselves like trying our best to cover up or label or define this is my problem and this is what I need to do to fix it or this is the real issue. But we're really like kidding ourselves, really not being honest or vulnerable, Ugh, vulnerable to the truth. Okay, so the real issue The real issue is that we have, I'm just going to say it, we have a sin problem. So we're all born into sin. Even before we do anything, that is the human condition. We're born into sin. Nobody has to teach us to do wrong or bad. We like instinctively do wrong and bad. We have to be taught how to be good. We have to be instructed how to do good. We also have the law written on our heart. That's why we feel conviction when we do bad things. Like that's where conviction comes in. Um, anyway, wow. We should talk about that. I want to make a note. We should talk about, uh, guilt. No, condemnation versus conviction. Those are two different things. Condemnation, making a note. We're going to talk about that sometime versus conviction. Um, so we are convicted that comes from the light, let's just say, because whether you believe in God or not, we all have this. Um, I can't think of the scripture off the top of my mind, but there's a verse that says that's how nobody is without excuse. Nobody in the whole entire world can say, like, I never knew you never told me we all have that ability to hear God and know God, we just have to choose it and like follow it and be open to it. We have this conviction when we do grave things, when we do bad things, like, oh, I feel bad. Um, We Okay, this is kind of getting off onto a rabbit trail, but we can also become calloused if we ignore this conviction, if we suppress it and push it down and go away from it, That's how we can get into a place of doing bad, wrong, et cetera, sin, and not feeling bad about it, not being convicted anymore because we've suppressed and ignored and our hearts have become calloused. Okay, so the real issue is we are born into sin. So we have this sin problem that we have to choose to deal with. A way has been made. We have to choose to resolve and fix and deal with. Okay. And when we chose to end our pregnancy, to terminate our pregnancy, we had our reasons. Okay. I had my reasons. And we thought, I thought, oh, it's such a conflict. Like we thought we were doing the best thing. We thought maybe we, uh, There's so many camps that I'm just trying to include and address everybody. Maybe you didn't want to, but you did. Maybe you wanted to, and you did. We all have our reasons for whatever led us to do it. Whether you felt good about it and you were like calm and had peace, I have to do this. I want to do this. Or this is against my will. I really don't want to do this, but I have to. I don't have a choice. So, whatever side you're in, we went through with ter- terminating our pregnancy. Okay. I'm also thinking of women who it was forced upon them. Okay. Let's, let's talk about you too. <laughs> it was forced upon you to have an abortion. Like you didn't have a choice. It wasn't even an option for you. You didn't have a say or a choice. Okay. So this happened. This, this also, we're going to, it's going to address this too. Okay. <sighs> whatever camp you're in. So if you are of the position that, like I mentioned earlier, you're like, no, that wasn't a baby. Like that wasn't a that was not a life. It was just cells, or it was just XYZ. It was not a life for a baby. Okay. It was so early on. It was just a little pee, whatever. Okay, so that doesn't negate the truth. Like you can believe Santa Claus is real, but the truth is he isn't. And believing in him doesn't make him real. Believing what was inside of you, that it was not a life, doesn't make it not a life. Does that make sense? All right. And that is a whole... Topic we can talk about another day. That's not what we're here to dr- address specifically in this episode, but I did want to reference episode 48 just a couple episodes back. I provided a ton of resources for my listeners to check out to research. How could this be true? How could this be true? How could it be a life? How could it not be a life? Like, What is the science? What are the facts? What is the evidence? Where should we stand and why? And those resources are in episode 48. If you want to even just go back and pull up the show notes and take a look. Okay. So I made a mistake even to be lying afterwards. I was trying to cover my tracks. I was still hanging out with this guy who was married to somebody else, even if the abortion wasn't a mistake or bad, I don't know. I was still trying to hide and cover my tracks and lie. Uh, So David sent for Bathsheba, got her pregnant, then requested her husband to be put at the front lines of battle. And commanded the rest of the army to draw back so that Uriah, Bathsheba's husband, would be killed. David killed Uriah to cover his tracks to protect himself and what he did to Bathsheba. So, okay. I want to talk about this too. Maybe you're like, um, I wasn't, it wasn't a mistake to be having sex I was married. Maybe you're like, I was married. I was on birth control. Like, I couldn't have been dunning, dunning, doing this any writer. I couldn't have been in any more right of a situation. I was doing everything right. I was married. I was on birth control. And we did all the right things. We still got pregnant, and it was not the right time. We weren't ready. We didn't have the finances or we have nine other kids and we can't have another one, whatever the reason is, that led you to decide to not continue with that pregnancy. Maybe the sex wasn't the mistake. That was my mistake. Anyway, is, is sex bad? No. Again, topic for another day. But you were being responsible. You were playing it safe. You couldn't have done it any righter than you would like, come on. But there was still a route that drove you to take the action of terminating. And that is what we want to figure out. It might seem like it was so, like so simple of a reason as we just didn't have the money. Like we just weren't ready it wasn't like i was an addict all my life or i was a recovering alcohol like it was maybe it seems like there wasn't some big grave thing in my past that would lead me to make this decision um it doesn't have to be a big thing but there is something that a belief we have about ourselves essentially or something from our past that Caused us to make the decision, whether we know it or not. That's really crazy. Whether we are aware of that or not, it's it shapes who we are and helps us make the decisions that we make, even today. But once we're aware of these things, that is where, honey, bunny, we get to change the course, like change the script. Once I'm aware of what subconscious thoughts or um buried trauma whatever it may be is controlling me today once i'm aware of that i get to make a decision now like i get to take the reins from here i'm no longer longer operating under a belief that i'm not aware of so the root behind the decision the the cause i guess like let me say this. That is not even always our fault either. Childhood trauma, root of neglect, abandonment, addiction, these roots from our past or how we were raised, that's not even our fault all the time either. Yet, it impacts how we make decisions today and we are responsible for our decisions. I can't be responsible for stuff that happened to me as a child or in my past to me. I am responsible for the decisions I make. One second. <laughs> okay. Texting my hubby. All right. I am responsible for the decisions that I make and the impact that has on other people in my life, including myself. Whew. And that was a really hard pill for me to swallow. Like I, am, my choices are impacting other people, even myself. Maybe like I say, it was between you and your husband. You made that decision together. It does have an impact on other people. And I'm not responsible for other people, but I am responsible for my actions. Okay. (sighs) Back to the notes. Okay. So there is likely a root, something from our past that shapes our belief about ourselves and impacts the choices we make today. Like I said earlier, we have this sin problem. We have a sin problem. Like we're born with a sin nature. Before we even know how to talk or comprehend or understand, we have the inclination to do bad. Like we're born with that. We have to be taught what is good and how to do good. Running, hiding, Avoiding, pretending, ignoring doesn't solve that root. That root hurt or trauma or thing from our past. Even the abortion itself. We can run from our abortion, hide, ignore, avoid. That doesn't solve it. There's that word again. Solve. If you are listening to this podcast, though. I'm not going to doubt that you're feeling something after the fact of your abortion. You are feeling something about your abortion. That's why you're here, like, looking for something. Looking for help. Looking for advice. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Just texting my hubby. That should be good. (laughs) You're here because you're feeling something about your abortion after the fact. Maybe you don't think it was a mistake. Let me iterate that. But if you're being impacted negatively today, maybe you're sad. You wish you didn't. Even though you don't think the abortion was a mistake, it wasn't a bad thing. You're still being impacted negatively by the fact that you had an abortion, and that's why you're here. There is something to uncover that is causing you to feel. It might not even be the abortion. There's something beyond that. So I am here to help. That is who I am, what I do. I'm a life coach helping women being negatively impacted emotionally by their past choice of abortion. I don't care. I don't care why you did it. The fact is we're here today because we done it. What's done is done. And um, I'm here to coach you on it. So you're listening and you're like, yeah, maybe I made a mistake or it wasn't a mistake, but I just can't get over My feelings about it. It could be two weeks ago, two months ago, two years ago, 10 years ago, doesn't matter. You just can't get beyond. And like I mentioned about my friend who was sharing her experience working in a psychiatry office, you're seeking help and it's not working. I'm on prescription medication. I've done, um, uh, I can't remember. The tapping, E E, D, M, I can't remember. You're doing therapy. You're seeking. You're doing the work. You're digging so deep. You're reading the books. You're signing up for the courses. You're doing it all thinking you're making progress and making progress. Maybe you've seen such positive changes through all the stuff you've done. Yet, honey, here you are. Like still feeling something is missing you haven't got it all. And it's like a little tweak, a little tinge that you feel in your heart. I get it. We've got it. We can't have, like, we can't control things that happened to us in our past. Maybe abuse, maybe trauma, maybe how you were raised, something. I can't, control what happened to me or change what happened to me in my past. And it's not even my fault. It happened to me. But my past impacts me today and in formulates the belief that I have about myself. I'll say it that way. Impacts the way I show up to my life today, even though I didn't have anything to do with what happened to me It's impacting me today. And we need to get to the root, go to the person, capital P, who has made a way to heal you once and for all. And I would be honored to do this work with you is what I'm here to help you do. All right. Wow. I just want to invite you to message me, reach out any everything that you need to do to get in touch is in the show notes if we're not friends already which if we're not friends hello friend me let's follow each other be in each other's worlds um but you can go to the show notes find my application for coaching fill that out get it out you get to write answer the questions and then you get my calendar to book your consult it's time what are you waiting for Check it out, look it over. Everything is there. And if you have questions, hit me up. I was going to say shoot me up. <laughs> shoot me up. <laughs> but seriously, fill out the application for coaching, book your consult. Literally. Don't wait. What what in blue blazes are you waiting for? What more are you literally waiting for? like to read another book, to try another therapy method, another modality. Like, what are you waiting for? Let's get on it. I promise. That's what the, that is what I do. Help you find the permanent solution. It was that person with the capital P. Okay. So, all right. I'm done talking. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week. Hey girlfriend, if you've experienced loss through abortion, you're not alone. So many women feel trapped in their experience and not able to share with anyone what they've been through or what they're feeling after their abortion. That's why I became a life coach for the post-abortive woman to support women through their after-abortion experience and walk into freedom, purpose, and happiness in their lives again through the power of coaching. If you wanna finally be free of the pain that accompanies having had an abortion, I wanna invite you to book your free consultation with me to discuss a coaching partnership together. Just click on the link in the show notes to find my application for coaching And once you fill that out, you'll be led to book your call. Finally, it would help me so much in getting this podcast to the women who need it most. If you go to the podcast show, scroll all the way down till you find the reviews and just give a five-star rating. It's just a click, a little tap. You don't have to write anything and it'll only take a second to go to the show, home, scroll and click. I appreciate your review so much and the time that you've invested in yourself by listening to today's episode. Until next week, you are beautifully and wonderfully made.